Just a quick disclaimer that the information provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. We're not registered dietitians or doctors or specialists or anything like that. We're just two university students who are interested in these topics. Therefore, everything we talk about is through our own research and not through any qualification. We will be talking about diets, exercise and perhaps calorie tracking in this episode. So if you do find this triggering, please feel free to skip this one. Please do not take this as medical advice and contact your own medical team to sort out your own unique needs. Welcome back to The Growth Medium, where we try to grow your mindset through a scientific lens by giving you all sides of the discussion. I'm Mim. And I'm Sarah, and today we're going to cleanse our minds from detox ideologies. Oh my god, Sarah, you're you're right. If you haven't guessed already, today we're talking about detox diets, and we're joined by the lovely Sophie Mahoney from Listen to the Dietitian, all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Sophie. We're really excited to get started and ask you questions all about different detoxing diets. So you're a dietitian working in Australia and you also run Listen to the Dietitian. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, of course. Thank you both for having me on today. I'm super excited to be able to share some knowledge about detoxes. So I'm an accredited practicing dietitian and as you can um, tell by my accent and as you've just mentioned, I'm from Australia. So I have worked in the health industry for almost 10 years and I've consulted with clients as a dietitian for just over two and a half years, having done more than 3,000 consultations, mainly in the areas of sustainable weight loss and gut health. And in the last few months, I've started a new job in research in a world-class research centre in Australia called the Food and Mood Centre. And our team researches the new area of nutrition science called nutritional psychiatry, which is the link between what we eat and our mental health. And as you mentioned, I've recently started an online business, which is called Listen to the Dietitian, where I do one-on-one consults with people worldwide and run my Instagram page with the same name. Oh, wow. So you're really interested in nutritional psychiatry, which is kind of an emerging area in science, isn't it? So many accomplishments under your belt there, Sophie. I'm really impressed. So to give a little bit of a background to detoxing diets, clinically, they are used to wean patients off conditions like alcohol addictions. But that's not what we see in the general public these days. People often go on these detoxing diets for a different objective, which is mainly weight loss. I mean, yeah, definitely in social media, it's definitely not about, you know, clinically um, weaning off alcohol and stuff like that. But what it seems like is in the media, there's always a new detox diet that's out there. There's always a new juice, juice to try and there's always a new way to get rid of toxins from your body. Sophie, why do you think people are so interested in detoxing and this quick fix? Yeah, I guess psychologically it sounds wonderful to be able to rinse your body of impurities and detoxes and undo all of the unhealthy habits we have around eating and drinking with just a few days of detoxing. And the promise of a quick fix is highly appealing to people. And a Google search will provide you with thousands of testimonials from people who have 
done detoxes and undeniably I'm sure you do feel better going on to a detox because you're drinking more water, you're eating more fruits and veggies, you're eating less processed and fatty foods and drinking less alcohol. So of course you're going to feel better. Um, but that has little to do with actually removing toxins from your body and actually more from the highly restrictive nature of the diet and of course the rapid weight loss, which again is one of the main draw cards from doing a detox diet. Uh, however, most of this weight loss is not due to fat loss, but instead mostly from water loss. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And it does strike me as a little bit redundant to go on these detoxes because you have your lungs, liver and kidney to do the detoxing for you and they can do the detoxing themselves perfectly fine. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like the job of those organs, aren't they? But a lot of people I've seen on Twitter, like, uh instagram particularly they think that when you do something like juicing it gives you all like the nutrients and the minerals etc for you know your liver and whatever to work properly mm-hmm. but surely you can just get the nutrients that your body needs and obtain it from whole foods you don't really need to juice it because if anything juicing it removes the fibers and you need fibers I I mean, I definitely agree. I'm sure Sophie agrees as well. But as Sophie said earlier, one of the, like another alluring factor of detoxes is the fact that they help you lose a lot of weight, even though it's water weight. And these these juices tend to be really low calories, so about 600 to 1,000 calories per day. So you lose weight very, very quickly. I mean, I'd be starving just living on a diet of 600 calories daily. You're not satisfied with the food you eat and you begin to hate it in a way. Exactly. The reason I think people go on these detoxes all the time is because you're rewarded for your efforts really rapidly Mm -hmm. because you see the number on the scale's gone down. And that's part of the reason I think why people are addicted to this. But it it doesn't mean anything because you put it back on anyways Mm -hmm. instantly exactly so the minute that you start eating normally again um you kind of go into this pattern of yo-yo dieting and that's kind of the cyclical loss and gain of weight which would happen if you're on like a low calorie diet or a low calorie juicing diet you lose the weight you go back to eating normally and then you gain the weight and now you feel really crap about yourself because you've gained the weight so you go back on another diet to lose the weight But this pattern of dieting can have a few consequences, right, Sophie? Are there any consequences of going on doing yo-yo dieting? Yeah, I guess, um, as you said, it does sort of reinforce this yo-yo dieting. And I'll start off by saying that, you know, um, children and teenagers, those with nutritional deficiencies and pregnant or breastfeeding women should never do detoxes as they have specific nutritional needs that are greater than the general population. And if you have a chronic health condition or you're on medication, particularly those with that, um, type 2 diabetes, it can actually be quite dangerous to attempt a detox diet. So always seek medical advice if you're thinking of trying it. Uh, but for the rest of us, the physical and mental short-term impacts can be the fact that you'll have really low energy and mood, um, mostly caused by that drop in blood sugars. You'll probably be feeling really tired and lacking in concentration. Um, dizzy or lightheadedness are also symptoms. Your appetite, as you mentioned, is no doubt going to be really high. 
And it's also quite likely that your gut microbiome is going to be starved of nutrients. Even if you are having a juice cleanse, the juices often remove all of the fiber, which is our gut microbiome's favorite food. And the composition of your gut bacteria profile can change really quickly, like over two to three days. And we know that our gut microbiome impacts the health of almost every other organ in our body. So Sophie, having talked about the physical impacts detoxing diets may have on your body, can you explain the psychology behind why someone might want to indulge in a detoxing diet, given that what they know about the mental and physical impacts it has on their body and their day-to-day life? I guess we live in a world where we all want immediate reward or gratification. And part of this is because life has become so much more fast-paced than ever before. So we tend to sort of look for ways to cut corners and save time. And technology is partly to blame for this because it's increased uh, our desire for that instant gratification, making us more impatient and therefore increasing our likelihood that we want to choose a quick, quick fix over a more permanent yet uh, time-consuming solution to a problem. And I think uh, in general, society is just so obsessed with how we look and often many people want to diet because they've got a certain event coming up, like a beach holiday or a wedding, and they want to look good. And obviously changing habits over months and years is a lot less appealing to people than doing a detox for two to three days, which uh, seems a lot easier and more convenient. But people don't realize that they actually then spend quite a bit of time doing this across the year and it just tends to become a habit over their lives. Uh, But if we actually cared more about our health and not just our long-term health, but also just how we feel day-to-day from having a healthy diet with uh, better energy levels, mood, happiness, better sleep, comfort, then perhaps we wouldn't be so reliant on these quick fix methods to lose weight. And we'd actually instead focus on eating well for most of the year. You've just touched on the psychology as to why someone might go on a detox diet. But of course, once they do go on um, a detox, there must be some type of mental or psychological uh, impact that those have. So what are the kind of mental health impacts of these low calorie detoxes? And how did they contribute to feelings like guilt? Yeah, so detoxes and extreme diets in general can take quite a huge toll on our mental health for a number of reasons. And so firstly, there is that emerging area of research, the area that I work in, which is looking at the impact that food has on our mental health. And the link here is closely aligned with our gut microbiome. And inclusion, not exclusion, is a key principle of good gut health. And we know that people with poor quality diets who don't eat enough fruit and veggies, whole grains and healthy fats, amongst other things, can have deficiencies in essential vitamins and minerals, antioxidants and fibre. And these all contribute to a suboptimal microbiome and through a series of events in your body, it can then negatively impact your mental health. So that's one thing. Um, Secondly, crash dieting regularly and done over decades can create a really bad relationship with how you eat and food becomes the enemy and deprives you of the joy and satisfaction from eating. And I see this all the time with clients, which is no way to eat at all. And these low-calorie extreme diets like detoxing um, creates what we call the dieting cycle, which reduces your self-esteem and self-worth. And this is sort of how it works. So you restrict food to lose weight. You then feel deprived because naturally when you tell yourself you shouldn't be eating something, you want to eat it more. 
you then give in to the temptation and eat that food. And then you tell yourself, I shouldn't be having this. So you eat it really quickly and don't enjoy it. And because you feel as though you have broken your diet, you tell yourself you may as well just continue and have a lot of it. And then your feelings of guilt make you quite uncomfortable and you feel like a failure and you're angry with yourself for not having that willpower to resist. So then you might restrict again and to make up for that binge that you've had and the cycle just goes on and on. So dieting really damages your self-esteem by just setting yourself up for failure and you end up blaming yourself for not having any willpower when it's really the diet that's the problem. There's some detoxes such as water fasting that has a lot of medical applications for people who need it, for specific people, but these aren't recommended for the average person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, um, like you just have to do a, lit- a literally a quick Google search of water fasting and you'll see um, people saying that water fasting is really good for weight loss. You know, they lose like seven pounds in one week. Um, and it's just not, you know, I don't think it's a sa- sustainable for long-term weight loss. Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah, we still don't really know the long-term implications and the effects and sustainability Mm -hmm. of doing these kind of um you know detoxes and fasting etc can you imagine an entire week just drinking water i can just see myself not being able to do anything to be able to function exactly you need nutrition exactly (laughs) you know exactly a friend of mine she argued like we had a very heated argument about this and we were talking about so her argument was that people don't water fast for seven days they water fast for like 24 hours and it's supposed to be really good and I was just kind of like well that's clearly not true because I mean not everything on the internet's true obviously but all these anecdotes are saying hey you do it for seven days um but we argued about the sustainability of the diet so she was saying that if someone can fast for let's say a week for every month for the rest of their life to be able to maintain a healthy weight then why shouldn't they you all you're doing is starving yourself for a week her point is that if going on the water fasting is helping you maintain that healthy weight because you will lose weight of course right you're not eating but sustaining it requires you to go on that fast every single month then why wouldn't you do it i don't think it's mentally healthy though <laughs> I know, That's I know, the catch, I agree. Isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I could imagine feeling like so tired during that week if I was water fasting. I mean, surely it has some long-term physical and emotional um impacts on your body and you can't use willpower as an in- as an indicator for sustainable weight loss. What do you think about this, Sophie? Yeah, I guess um in terms of your question about willpower uh, yes, it's a it's a poor indicator of long-term sustainable weight loss because willpower is like a muscle and it gets increasingly tired the more that you use it. So it's more effective and sustainable to focus on your habits, which are automatic and don't require a lot of mental energy. And I guess in terms of whether fasting is sustainable for long-term weight loss, I guess the answer is it depends. You know, there may be people like your friend who can fast uh, for certain, you know, for some days in a row, uh, once a month. But if someone told me to fast for just a morning um, or a day, I know I'd really struggle. And it's certainly not for everyone, particularly some of those people I mentioned earlier. 
And it can also be quite a big risk for people who have a past history of eating disorders um, or those at risk of developing an eating disorder. It can be quite a dangerous trigger for these people, um, particularly those with binge eating disorders. We know that restriction only fuels further overeating. So that can certainly be, you know, a long-term implication. And, you know, there's many other long-term implications as well in terms of nutritional deficiencies that can pop up. Um, the fact that when you lose weight on a detox, you almost always regain that quite rapidly. And that can be quite demoralizing to people and lead to that pattern of yo-yo dieting. I mean, I see women in their 50s and 60s every day who have spent most of their, uh, their lives dieting. And it can be a really hard habit to break. And um, we know that even though there are kind of contradicting long-term effects on your health with yo-yo dieting, um, we know that it does actually impact your mental health. There was a large study done in Australia which showed that uh, yo-yo dieting actually is associated with uh, depression symptoms in women. Oh, my God. So, yeah, certainly it's it's got some long-term implications and, you know, the idea that you can undo months of unhealthy eating in just a couple of days is just not possible or a healthy way to look at, you know, taking care of yourself. Oh, wow. I've definitely tried detoxing dieting before. I will admit to it. So I guess when you were doing the detoxes and stuff, obviously you didn't stick with it, right? No, of course I didn't because it's not sustainable. And then I find it even harder to get back on it when you do put on the weight again. So it's just this constant, it's even, you take, it takes even more willpower to get back on it than it was in the first place because I know how it's going to be and I know how draining it is. You know what? That's actually something I read about in um, a book I'm reading. I'm sure some of our listeners have heard of it. It's called Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program. I think it's by Elise Reich and Evelyn Tribble. They're two dietitians and... Um, nutrition therapists and that's actually one thing they talked about a lot where people they go on a diet they lose that weight so they're doing that yo-yo dieting thing and then they feel so demoralized from the previous diet that they can't it's hard to first of all repair relationship with food but then it's also hard to enter that new diet and exercise regime as well because they have that inevitable dread that this is probably gonna fail and it's not like uh, you know consciously thinking this it's very very subconscious so that's actually something quite interesting yeah so um you wanted to mention one more detox and cleanse mem yes yes i did so this is something <laughs> i can't actually even take it seriously this is something that sarah told me about it's a cleanse it's called the salt water flush and I think the way it works is like you put two tablespoons of salt. Himalayan salt. It has to be Himalayan. You have to put two tablespoons of Himalayan salt in uh, like a litre of water. I don't actually know. Some water. <laughs> and then chug it down in five minutes on an empty stomach. So now apparently this is really good for like chronic constipation and colon cleanses. And I just am so interested to know... Like, does this actually work? Like, why does this detox make you run to the bathroom? Yeah, so I guess, um, as you've probably learned in your studies as well through doing biochemistry and probably a lot of physiology as well, is that the body tries really hard to maintain its electrolyte balance, including its sodium levels. And your gastrointestinal tract 
uh, plays a part in this. So if someone drinks water with excessive amounts of salt, it can draw water from the body's extracellular space into the bowel and cause what is called osmotic diarrhea. So this is caused by the presence of solutes in the gastrointestinal tract, mm-hmm. like salt, that are poorly absorbed and produce an osmotic effect which is essentially the movement of water from a low solute concentration area to high solute concentration. So essentially the water follows the salt and causes that excess water in your bowel, which can cause diarrhea, but there's no scientific evidence to say that a salt water flush detoxes the body or removes so-called waste buildup in your digestive tract. And there's much better ways uh, that are safer that you can do every day to prevent and treat uh, chronic constipation, as well as taking care of your gut as well. You know, it's actually crazy that there's like no scientific evidence for uh, this type of stuff, you know, the salt water flush in particular, but there's so many anecdotes exactly. and, you know, there's so many stories about people who have, you know, uh, quote unquote, cured their constipation and it's just, there's no scientific backing to it. So it's very, very hard to not only accept it, let alone recommend it. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, a lot of people post their own videos of how it has it has worked for them. And as you said, Mim, make them go to the bathroom yeah so naturally as a viewer you think that it'd work for you as well and you don't stop to think of the consequences so last question sophie i'm kind of gonna spring this one on you um so i hope that's okay but um do you have any tips as a dietitian for anyone who's looking to introduce more healthy lifestyle habits into uh, obviously their life um as opposed to you know going on a detox Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the main thing that you can do is to just, it sounds really boring, but, um, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables and it's, you know, find some great recipes that you can use to do that because sometimes inspiration can be the most difficult part. So focus more on what you can eat more of rather than what you can eat less of. And that's really my food philosophy because, If you focus on what you can't have, then you're naturally going to want that more. So focus on inclusion, you know, getting some more fruits and vegetables, focusing on whole grains, um, legumes like chickpeas, lentils, beans, um, nuts and seeds, all of those wonderful foods. There's lots of them that we can have um, and focusing more on, okay, what can I eat more of rather than less of? Thank you so much, Sophie, for being uh, for chatting with us today. I loved this discussion a lot. I particularly loved how you talked about the mental health impacts of detoxing and dieting because I think that's something we really forget about. So yeah, I loved this discussion. My favorite part was when Sophie mentioned the gut microbiome and how we have to make sure that we're looking after it. I think a lot of people forget that this is something we have to look after. But thank you again, Sophie, for your time today. We really enjoyed this discussion surrounding all things detoxing and detoxing diets. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a great chat. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Growth Medium. Make sure you all check out Sophie on Instagram. It will be linked in the show notes and on our website. Yeah, make sure to check out our Instagram as well. It's at The Growth Medium. And make sure to rate and review this episode. We'll see you guys next week. Until next time. 